you are listening to My Diversion, the entertainment podcast hosted by Tom and Josh. Find us on the web at mydiversion.com. Welcome to another episode of My Diversion. Uh, welcome to a Baker's Dozen, even. This is a 12. This is not a Baker's My Dozen. My Diversion 12. Baker's that's, Dozen. That's a, that's, a no, that's a normal dozen. A Baker's Dozen is 13. That'll be next episode. <laughs> All right, so to some of us, it's a Baker's Dozen. To Josh, it's not, so that's no, fair. To some of us, a Baker's Dozen is 13. <laughs> to Tom, a Baker's Dozen is 12. That's why he's always right, like, I have a Baker's Dozen. I've, I'm beating this old joke like it's still funny. Ha, ha, ha. All right. Okay, so uh, this episode, it's going to be really fun. Uh, I'm actually going to review my uh, Kindle Fire that I've got. I've done some pretty good research on it, and I'm going to do a pretty thorough breakdown of it. Uh, Some of the pros, some of the cons, what I like, what I don't like. Um, Maybe even compare it to a few other tablets and stuff like that. And we'll go from there. I don't know how long that segment will be, but that segment one. And then the second segment, which I was just telling Josh that we really could have carried an entire episode on this. But since the first segment might not be too long, we're just going to run with this and see how it goes. We're going to debate and discuss the best re- re- best revenge movies ever. Um you're right. Oh, my name is Tom, and <laughs> Josh just te- Josh just texted me in the little chat here. Hey, so uh, you want to introduce us? Okay, so my name's Tom, <laughs> and I'm your host. And welcome back, as always, Josh. What's up, man? It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad I can keep you on point. <laughs> you're, you're my co-pilot, taking the <laughs> taking the uh, steering wheel away from me. I like it. <laughs> Try, you know, driving this thing right into the bridge embankment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without you, man. <laughs> All We're right. Down in flames. All right. Make sure I push record. Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, I just feel like this thing really is going to go off the tracks. <laughs> minute. All right. So how, how does that sound for our segments? One, Sounds two. good. You, you got the whole first half hour, or you're not gonna you're not gonna say a word, right? You're just gonna mute your microphone and finish playing. No, I'm gonna be playing video games, dude. You, yeah, okay. You just you know what? Tell you what, I'll turn R two D two on my phone. You send me a text when you're ready for me to come back in. Yeah, you do that. You tell me how many achievements <laughs> or or trophies, or as my daughter says, another piston cup, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you you do that. Okay. All right. Segment number one. The Kindle Fire Review. All right, so as I said in the last episode, I got my hands on a Kindle Fire. It came out last week, and uh, I've been messing around with it, kind of playing around with it, um, kind of checking out the do's and the don'ts and the pros and the cons and and what I like and what I don't like about it. And I, th- I feel like I've got a pretty good feel for what it can offer and what it provides. So... Why don't I just break down a little bit of what what it does? <laughs> you really get you really gonna throw me off here. So uh, why don't I just go down some of the specs that this thing this thing has? It's got an eight gig internal memory. Uh, it's it's built in Wi Fi. It's got a seven inch screen. Uh, color, of course, it's not the uh, black and white or the e ink. Do you know what that's called? The black and white e readers. Josh, the regular—they're just regular Kindles. Yeah, do you know what that's called? That technology where it's the black and white. The oh, it's called no, some... it's called old school. So, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's where it actually simulates paper. Yeah, it actually so... looks really good because you can wa- you can read it. Well, about so, it so before you go any further in the specs, so your—I was told that the Kindle Fire actually 
even though it's a backlit screen, can still emulate that. Really? Is not that true. If it, well, I don't it, know. That, You're the one with the, with it. I was just told okay. that it could do that. If it can do that, I don't know how to, and I don't think it can because it's it's a, it just looks and feels like any normal LCD screen. So, okay. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for your uh, <laughs> for your stupidity input now and again. <laughs> busy playing. Busy playing. All right. So. so uh, yeah, it's it's really thin. It's really light. Uh, the battery lasts, from what I understand, it lasts seven to eight hours. It's actually got a pretty strong battery. Um, let's see. Is There's... that is that watching movies too? Like, yeah, yeah. Last seven hours watching a movie. The the specs that or I read or are... streaming video, I guess, is the better way to put it. The, the uh, review that I read on in Gadget said that it, uh, streaming movies or constant use of it being on lasted about seven to eight hours it could be closer to six but it's in that range six to eight hours that's not bad that's no not it's bad really good and and i've been playing around with it and i've only had to charge it once since i've had it so it's yeah i'm actually pretty impressed with the battery life sounds like you need to use it more Pro, but as i'm speaking about the battery uh it doesn't look like you can remove the battery it looks like it's an integrated deal it looks like it's set, oh. set in the case so is it made by apple Okay, uh, another spec. Uh, the physical buttons. There's really only one physical button on this entire thing, and it's the on and off button, and it and it protrudes out, so it's not flush. It's and it's also kind of touchy. It's like you can touch it, and it if you touch it once, it goes into standby mode, and you can push and hold it, and it shuts off. But and sometimes it like reboots if you if you push it. I don't know. It, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the only physical button that's <laughs> on the thing. Well, what about what about the? Uh, it doesn't have like a rocker or anything like that for volume. Nope. All all the really? yeah the volume is and the home button everything's touchscreen on in the menu. So is it is it running? A, okay, so it's it's running a version of Android that's all skinned. By, by Amazon themselves. Yeah, supposedly it was pulled from 2.2 or 2.3 of Android. Okay. And so, it, so it's not Honeycomb, because Honeycomb is where they uh-oh. made all of the on-screen buttons and made it so you didn't have to have physical buttons. Yeah, in fact, there's there's very it's very limited, the similarities with Android. You get the feel for it, like when you go to the menu or the settings, then it's like, oh, yeah, this is Android. But that's about it. Everything else is extremely, extremely unique. The okay. home page, it's kind of got like the Xbox feel where you kind of scroll through pages for through icons and you're like, because it has like a recent history. So what you used last is on the top of your bookshelf. And then you can add favorites so you can scroll down your bookshelf and it's you've got all your favorites, like whether it's a bookmark web page or, or an application or a book. Or whatever that you have on your bookshelf, you can add your favorites on your home screen. Okay, so that, that's kind of nice. I, I re, I'm actually really digging the operating system. It's really simple, and I think it's really user friendly. That part, that much, I really, really dig out of it. And and I'm actually very, very impressed with how integrated it is with Amazon. If you're if you're a big fan of Amazon, then you'll you'll be pretty pleased with the uh, Kindle Fire because it's so what. A- what other ports does it have on it? Does it have like a? It, it, has, it doesn't have an AC, There's no SD card slot or anything like no that. No, S- right? that's yeah. I was going to get to that. There's no SD card slot, which is a huge con for me. That's a big time bummer. But you it get ha- the unlimited storage on. Is it unlimited or how much storage did you get on Amazon? It. I mean, because I've already got my storage, I don't know if it increased it or just kept me where I'm at. I don't know. So I. They were touting it was unlimited, but it might just be unlimited use of their cloud. But I don't know. Because okay. I know you can, you can get 20 gigs of, of MP3 cloud storage, and I assume it's going to be unlimited cloud storage on things you buy. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, okay. like, if you buy books and applications, it's going to be unlimited. Because I've never seen a cap for that. Anyway, uh, yeah, the, so there's a micro SD or micro SD, excuse me, a micro USB port. And that's where you charge, and you can also connect it to your computer. Um, from what I understand, it doesn't come up as a as a mass storage device, so you can't, like, just swap files. I think you can, but you can't. 
I actually haven't tried that myself yet, but I've heard conflicting things like you can, but it's pretty limited. One of the things that's actually kind of cool, though, is if you ever want to put documents on it, you just send it to your Amazon username at Kindle.com. So it's like you're like you're emailing it, and it mm-hmm. sends it, and it sends it to your Kindle. So that's kind of that's cool. kind of, that that is actually pretty cool. So um, yeah. does it have an HDMI out or anything like no, that? No, it doesn't. Yeah, another bummer. The, it, all it really has is the on and off button on the bottom, uh, the micro USB, and then uh, the headphone jack. They're all on the bottom of the Kindle. And, and I was reading a review where they said, oh, the headphone jack's on the bottom. Great. Thanks a lot, Amazon. That's such an inconvenient place. And personally, I think it's the best place to do it. If you put it at the top, your freaking headphone wire come across your screen. That's no good. Or down the back of the whole thing and you're yeah. it off a jack. No, I agree. I agree. Coming out the bottom is better. I mean, I guess if it's it's kind of inconvenient if it's in your pocket, but just put it in upside down. It's not a big deal. If you're going to just are you be jack, do you have pockets that big? <laughs> well, I guess if in your jacket or something. I don't know. I mean, it's only seven inches, so it's not that big. It's actually I, you're not going to put it in your jeans pocket for any <laughs> by any means, but but uh, yeah, it's nice. Um. So yeah, I guess I've already listed some of the pros and the cons. The cons being no SD port, uh, no HDMI. Um, I think that's pretty much lists the cons. But those, I mean, it sounds like that's not a lot of cons, but those are actually pretty heavy, um, in my opinion. Uh, the pros, first and foremost, is the price. It comes out at $200. Uh, how can you beat that? Uh, except, I mean, well, free. <laughs> there, I beat it in your face. So uh, it's it's really cheap, and you can't beat that. And from what I've heard, Amazon is actually only taking one or two dollars above their cost of what it actually costs them to make. So they're they're actually taking a big risk on this on on this tablet because they're basically saying we're going to mass produce this, we're going to send it out in the hopes that it's going to bring us revenue through our Amazon product. So the more Kindle Fires we can get out there, we'll actually make up for it in uh, product revenue that people buy via the Kindle Fire. And I applaud them for that. That's, I think that's a good business move. So, okay. um, The screen is really bright. It's really colorful. Um, and it was very responsive through Netflix streaming. Um, and I also used some of the Amazon Prime uh, TV shows and stuff they have available there. Yeah, the selection's not real great there, but I was, you know, I, I tried an episode of 24. That worked good. <laughs> um, so no complaints there. I'm, I'm really, I'm really impressed with how easy you can access Amazon Prime and the Amazon Store and and Amazon anything. And personally, you know, I, I kind of like that. I'm, I'm an Amazon guy, so. I, I dig that part of it. Um, let's see. The applications run pretty flawless. I've ran some pretty heavy applications like uh, Sentinel 3, which is like a tower defense game, and uh, Plants vs. Zombies. It does load a little bit slower than like even my phone, but once it's running, it runs pretty smooth. I didn't see too much lag. It does have uh, 512 memory in it. Uh, so you haven't you haven't noticed any uh, freezing with user interface or anything like that? No, but I have but I have in, but I have encountered uh, a shutdown of an application when I was when I was messing with it. It just shut down and took me to the home screen. But that's I mean anybody that's used cell phones and stuff like that that happens on occasion, and that could be the application that could be a memory problem. It's hard to say. So yeah, that's. That's it. Uh, my overall, what? Were you gonna ask me something? Well, no. I'm just. I'm. I'm wondering. You, you were going down some of the complaints. Because um, I'm just reading online. It looks like you only have access to the Amazon App Store. You don't have access to the actual Android Marketplace. Is that right? That might be the case. I actually haven't tried that yet. Um, but I. Because that means that means that you that you can't get. What I'm reading is it's saying that Amazon neglected to give any of Google's apps, such as Gmail, Google+, Google Voice, and Google Maps. Ooh, yeah. You know what? I didn't try the Google Maps and stuff like that. But it does have an email 
and and then you can get there's a lot of email apps you can integrate Google right. Gmail. So that's not well, a, well, I, I, yeah. I don't think it's a big deal for maps because I don't think Kindle Fire doesn't even have a GPS in it if I recall it right. No, it doesn't. So no. there's that makes maps kind of pointless. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's there's actually a pretty hard review or negative review of the fire that I sent to Josh and I was reading through this and I and I even let my wife read it uh, a lot of it is legitimate um, that he complains about certain things but some of it could be that his own his own personal Kindle like some of the things he complains about like the back of the of the tablet gets really hot um, I've been playing mine pretty heavy, and it gets warm. I definitely wouldn't say it gets anywhere near uncomfortable. Um, and my cell phone gets warm if you're if you're watching a show or if you're playing on an app or something like that too long because your battery's running pretty good. That that seems fairly normal. So I'm not sure why that's a complaint. It, maybe his particular Kindle Fire gets a little too hot. I don't know. Maybe that's a a quirk with his. It could be. Dude, in winter, you think he'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And then he complains about the Netflix um, streaming. I didn't have a problem with it. Plus, um, it's called Kindle Fire. Shouldn't that thing be getting warm? I mean, it's got fire inside. <laughs> that was a knee slapper. Was... Where's, the rim, where's the rim shot sound effect? <laughs> I'm sure you'll put it in. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, yeah, let's see. Okay, I will, I will mention one thing that I do... That this is just because I'm new to it. Is this uh, all on-screen stuff? I personally like the physical buttons, like a home button and a back button. And it is sometimes it is tough to get that menu to pull up. A lot of times it stays at the bottom where there's like this little, like a border almost with a little arrow on it, and you push that, and it brings up the the back of the home button that you can push on it. It's at the bottom of the screen instead of the top. Sometimes it, it, you know, in certain applications, it doesn't show it at all. So it's kind of a pain. You're like, well, how do I get to the home button if I want to close this out? So that's kind of a pain. So I will say that, yeah, that's that's can be irritating. So does it have like tactile feedback? Like when you click something or push something, does the does the tablet vibrate or anything like that? No, but that might be in the settings. But no, okay, it does. I was just curious. Yeah, but it has the, uh, what's it called, the gyroscope where you turn it. Yeah. And, and I've played several apps that uh, that don't use any buttons where you just move it, like uh, like the Marvel games or the Shark game where you just move it and it moves the character along. And it, it's very responsive. I was very impressed with that. Okay. Um, and I will admit, I haven't actually set it up for my email. I know I can, but I, I just... I prefer my email on my phone, so I didn't want to set it up on my Kindle. And I do have quite a few books, and and it looks good, looks readable, and I really like that whatever book you purchase or borrow, because what's really cool about Amazon is you can actually borrow eBooks that you buy. You can you can either lend them. Amazon will either lend them to you for a period of time, or you can lend them to a friend. So, like, let's say Josh, I wanted to lend you a Preston Child book that I'd bought. Because you have a Kindle. Already own it. Okay. Theoretically. <laughs> theoretically, you have the Kindle Fire and you're wanting Book of the Dead because you're wanting to read the last book in the best trilogy in, in literature. And I'm like, okay, and I can lend you that ebook. I think that's a pretty cool feature. So uh, let's see. So how does that work? You lend it to me. Does that mean you that you can't access the copy on your device no, anymore? No, I can still. Online? Yeah, you can access it on yours, but it's only for a period of time. I think it's either two or four weeks. So if I didn't get around to it, could you give it to me again? Or was it a one-time thing? That's a good question. I'm not exactly sure. I imagine you can lend it again, but I imagine there's a limit. You I'll keep bringing keep the good lending, questions lending, and keep lending. not answering them. Because... So. <laughs> Yeah, they. I guess they. Sh- I should find out. I should say, hey Amazon, but my my buddy's a severe procrastinator. What if I have to keep lending it to him? And yeah, he, he won't gets, even record. He never with even me gets for to out loud. <laughs> yeah, he's he delaying our podcast. Why would yeah. I loan him a book? Exactly. That's um, all you're gonna do is you loan me the book, dude. You're just gonna slow down the podcast. <laughs> okay. 
let's see. That that pretty much does that. But I, w- I do want to I do want to mention this since I'm fairly new to the Amazon uh, ebook or Kindle bookstore. I'm not very happy with it. I'm I'm really thrilled because they have a uh, a whole bunch of books for free, even some classic books like Sherlock Holmes and some Jane Austen books and and stuff like that. And I really like that. That's pretty cool. And they they with promotions they offer certain books for free. I I dig that. Um, when it comes to like legitimate books, like let's say the new Steve Jobs book, that book to buy it on Amazon is fifteen bucks ebook. That's freaking ridiculous. How much is it in hardback? Or it's either print? it's either fifteen or twenty. It's got to be the same. That's that's my that's that's a big time complaint. I, this is not Kindle Fire related. This is Amazon related, dude. You really, you're gonna charge the same price for an ebook as a printed hardback book? Come on, guys. Do you have any other options to go buy ebooks anywhere else um, with that tablet? I haven't looked. I know. I know. I can. Uh, I know. I can install other e-readers. I don't know if I can install the Nook e-reader and go through the Barnes and Noble Nook store. Maybe I'll have to check on that and report back. Only because I'm not sure why I'd want to do that unless you're just trying to get the Barnes and Noble deals. Because sometimes they have promotions where they run free books or cheap books. I don't know. Maybe I will have to return a report on that. Any other questions? I think I've. I think I've hit on. Most of it pretty good. Yeah. Overall, I'm very impressed with it. Uh, it's very thin, very light. I think it's only um, 8.9. So is that eight pounds, or is it less than a pound? I saw 8.9 on the <laughs> on the thing. 8.9 is just over half a pound, bro. Okay, whatever. Um, but no, I'm I'm overall, dude, for two hundred dollars. And if, if you're not looking to do a lot of heavy stuff with a tablet, like word processing or um, stuff like that, and you're just you're just looking for something for entertainment, like with movies and shows and ebooks and and the occasional fun game or application. I give thumbs up to the Amazon Kindle Fire. It, it's cheap enough that for even people that normally wouldn't be in the tablet arena like myself can get in it so i like it so all right so i guess the two big questions uh you know uh if you (laughs) could go back if you could go back two weeks yeah when when it first showed up would you after having the tablet now and seeing what it does do you regret it would you go with something different this time or would you stay with this tablet i wouldn't i know i don't regret it at all I don't regret it at all. I, I see, but I'm I'm in a situation too where I'm like, I I really would like to have an HDMI port and an SD card slot. And part of me thinks that a bigger screen would be kind of fun um, because bigger I know it's always better. At least that's what yeah. They tell. That's what she said. <laughs> but it's the seven incher is actually it's a lot bigger than you than you'd imagine. And it's it's nice to make it a little more portable because the ten incher, I mean, it's like carrying a, a large trapper keeper. <laughs> That's a pretty big uh, tablet you got there. And then the seven incher, it just looks like an oversized cell phone, which is which is kind of nice. So if you're looking at portability, this a seven incher is the way to go. If you're looking to really um, expand your tablet experience, then the ten inches are the way to go, um, like an iPad or a or the Asus Transformer, or the Motorola Zoom, or you know, stuff like that, or the Galaxy S Tab. Yeah. Uh, do I regret it? No. Um, but like I told Josh, um, because my daughter is really digging it, um, I'm actually thinking of just handing this over and, and possibly, possibly, if things work out where the planets align just right, maybe, maybe I'll I'll get myself a 10-inch tablet. We'll see. Well, they also have the rumors. I don't know if you've seen the rumors. Uh, and they actually had these rumors before the Kindle Fire actually launched about Amazon working on the new Kindle Fire, like Kindle Fire 2, apparently. Right. To come out in either the first or second quarter of 2012. Really? And that they'll be either intends to build an 8.9 and a 10.1 inch versions of the Kindle Fire. Huh. 
Well, those those are rumors, but that's what in, uh, Amazon intends to do, and that they were going to put cameras and 3G, and because oh. like so so Kindles. I don't know if you know this because my mom has just you know a normal Kindle. Those come with free 3G service from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. So that and that's how you download the ebook that way. So you don't have to have Wi-Fi. You just oh, I want this ebook, click and. It has connection already, so it just does it. Yeah, but you, you, because, you, you have know, because ebook files, files are tiny anyway. So, but if they do it with the Kindle Fire and they include 3G, I mean, the question is, okay, so how much is that going to be part of Amazon Prime? Is that where that comes in? But if you have 3G and a 10.1 inch or an 8.9, that that could be pretty cool, especially oh. if you don't have to have a network carrier. You're going straight through um, straight through Amazon for it. You're absolutely right, and. And I'm glad you brought this up. I don't know why I forgot this because this is my daughter's number one complaint about the Kindle Fire is no microphone and no camera, no back or front camera. Yeah, so I don't know no why. Skyping, I don't know why. Yeah, no, no, no Skyping, Skyping with it. But you've been the one who's actually argued with me with tablets. Why do they need cameras? True, but and and for me, I don't really care too much. I mean, it would be nice to Skype, but my daughter—that's a different scenario. She, you know, she likes to Skype with her friends, so. It's a, that's kind of a that can be a deal breaker. So for those out there, if, if if you're wanting cameras for whatever reason and a microphone to Skype or take pictures or whatever, that the Kindle Fire is not the way to go, and that's that can be a bummer and that can't be. So anyway, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no problem. All right, we good there? Uh, that was your segment, bro. Excellent. I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward. To, I'm excellent. I just, I just felt like that uh, I needed to get that out of the way. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the lack of entertainment in the, in that, in segment number one there. Uh, but uh, got to do some info, informational things now and again. All right, let's let's move on. Segment number two. Going to discuss and debate the best revenge movies ever, um, and the only reason why I I came across this is because of course I'm on Amazon on my Kindle Fire and I'm looking at uh, the deals, the bestsellers and stuff like that. And what was in the uh, top ten or the top twenty, I believe, was the movie Taken, which I'm I'm thoroughly embarrassed to say that I have not owned. I I bought two copies for. <laughs> <laughs> for others and giving them as gifts what but I, a sissy yeah but and, and never... he didn't give a copy to me i bought my own yeah <laughs> sorry yeah I'm, I'm a slacker friend but uh I, I never bought it for myself and i'm like oh and amazon as of today which is what day is today november 20 22nd second um 2011 <laughs> uh, they had it uh, for eight bucks blu-ray combo and i was like so we so force click ship bam so yeah I, I was like you know what i wonder what the best because on the side you know they had these lists from some fans or some customers like the best revenge movies ever and i'm like ooh, best revenge movies ever that would be a great segment on my diversion so let's let's hit on that yeah let's do that do you like revenge movies josh Of course, man. Who doesn't, man? That was, revenge, that was your, that was your best. That was your best sissy impersonation I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I could do better than that. <laughs> let's not. Let's not make that into. Yeah, a let's not go there. People will start to question my sexuality <laughs> more than they already do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you like them, huh? The revenge movies. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I put. Yeah. I've, I, got, I've got my favorite, and yeah, I've got my favorite. This, this I know, will probably come up again on future episodes because, personally, for me, revenge movies are probably my most favorite movies. I usually, if there's a good revenge plot in the story, it will usually get me in, and I'll usually be sold. Like, all right, I like this. I can get with this. This I'm digging. So you must love Revenge of the Fallen. <sighs> 
The Transformers. It has, dude, it has revenge right in the title. Yeah, you're right. I I like and it. And it has Transformers. Yeah, on. so it's a double whammy. All right. So I like Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Fair enough. So so I'm going to go down a list of, of the best revenge movies ever. I've got one list here, and I also just threw a list of my own that I could think of off the top of my head. So I'll list what off the top of my head first, and then I'll list this uh, list online on Amazon. This this guy who made a list, and I was looking through his list, and I was like, "That's a pretty decent list." So there's going to be a few similarities, and then we'll, of course we'll Josh, you can interrupt me and say, "Oh yeah, yeah," and we can we can discuss and debate whether that should be on the list or whether it shouldn't be, and what should be at the top of the list. Yada yada yada. All right. So here's my list. I've got Taken. Oh, my darling. Happy birthday. Dad, guess what? You know my friend Amanda? Yep. Her cousins asked us to spend vacation with them in Paris. I really, really want to go. Hi, Daddy. You were supposed to call me when you left. There's someone here. What? Oh, my God, they got Amanda. They got me. All right, listen to me. Go to the next bedroom. Under the bed. Tell me when you're there. <laughs> now, the next part is very important. They're going to take you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. You have a 96 hour with what? To never finding her. No. But if you don't, I will look for you. Where is she? I will find you. Braveheart. I love you. Always have. I want to marry you. And I, you, you and no other. I came back home to raise crops and the family. If I can live in peace, I will. more merciful than they have been. We'll spare the women and the children. For all else, no mercy. How much is Wallace's heart on a plate? Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Well, you didn't get dressed up for nothing. Go back to England and tell them Scotland is free. This one will fight forever. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Every man dies, but every man really lives. Gladiator. I want you to become protector of Rome after I die. I will empower you to one end alone, to give power back to the people of Rome and end the corruption that has crippled it. And Commodus? Commodus is not a moral man. Commodus cannot rule. He must not rule. Your emperor asked for your loyalty, Maximus. Take my hand. Right until dawn. And then execute him. Frost. Sometimes it makes the blade stick. Are you the one they call the Spaniard? Yes. They said you were a giant. We've got a better chance of survival if we work together. If we stay together, we survive. Slave! 
you remove your helmet and tell me your name? My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius. Father to a murdered son. Husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance. I'm required to kill, so I kill. I will give them something they've never seen before. Why is he still alive? Gladiators. I salute you. Today I saw a slave become more powerful than the Emperor of Rome. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Praetorian! Man on fire. Good things happen too, Precy. Yeah? Like what? Like meeting me. Gracie, you're smiling. Vita! Vita! Kill Bill 1 and 2. One tick to Tokyo, please. One way. That woman deserves her revenge. And we deserve to die. No kidding, I heard it was kind of hard. Silly Caucasian girl likes to play with samurai swords. Yeah. Any more subordinates for me to kill? Abiding citizen. I killed your friend Ames in prison, but I wanted to keep you all for myself. Your heart is beating so fast. Me too. Did you murder Clarence Darby? He killed my wife and child. I guess we're done here. Counselor, you might want to cancel your 12:30 lunch with Judge Roberts. Hello. You and whoever else you have helping you are gonna pay. Now you're the one who makes deals with murderers, yeah. So I've come to make mine. Release me or what? Or I kill everyone. We have him locked up and he's still killing people? I found a couple of contract payments from the Department of Defense. Tell us what we're dealing with. A spy? Spies are a dime a dozen. Clyde is a brain and he was the best. If Clyde wants you dead, you're dead. We're gonna lock the city down, put an armed cop on every corner. He's in jail because he wants to be in jail. <laughs> I'm gonna bring the whole system down on your head. It's gonna be biblical. Inglorious bastards. My name is Lieutenant Aldo Ray. And I need me eight soldiers. We're going to be dropped into France, dressed as civilians. We're going to be doing one thing, one thing only. Killing Nazis. And the German will be sickened by us. And the German will talk about us. And the German will fear us. Nazi ain't got no humanity. They need to be destroyed. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scalps. And I want my scalps. 
professional a perfect assassin i need you to help me leon i want to get those dirt bags who killed my brother with someone to finally believe in change ankle remember that leon i will they're about to come face to face with the cop who's crossed the line bring me everyone you mean everyone of Monte Cristo. What do you want to buy? Revenge. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a great honor that I present the Count of Monte Cristo. You know him. Have this plan. Take what you have won. I can't. In return for your help, I offer something priceless. You're no more a Count than I am a Commoner! Why did you not come to me? Why did you not wait? Memento. I guess I've already told you about my condition. Oh, well, only every time I see you. Since my injury, I can't make new memories. Everything fades. Amnesia. No, 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 no. It's different from that. I have no short-term memory. If we talk for too long, I'll forget how we started. And next time I see you, I'm not going to remember this conversation. My wife deserves vengeance. When you find this guy, what are you going to do? Kill him. Princess Bride. <laughs> when I was your age, television was called books. And this is a special book. Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge. Hello. My name is Geneva Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Bye, boy. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take him there. Bye-bye. True grit. Mr. Cogburn. In your four years as U.S. Marshal, how many men have you shot? Shot or killed? Let us restrict it to killed so that we may have a manageable figure. Mr. Cogburn? What do you want, girl? I'm looking for the man who killed my father. The man's name is Tom Cheney, and I need somebody to go after him. What's your name? My name is Maddie Ross. Help me! I can do nothing for you, son. Casino Royale. I hope our little game isn't causing you to perspire. It doesn't bother you killing those people. Well, I wouldn't be very good at my job if it did. Hot or girl melted your cold heart yet? James, get the girl out. You're not going to let me in there. You've got your armor back on. I have no armor left. You've stripped it from me. Whatever is left of me. Whatever I am. I'm yours. The only question remains. Will you yield? In time. Anything on my list that uh, shouldn't be on the list? No, uh, those are all. You think Princess? Do you think even Princess Bride? Yeah, just because it's a fun kid, it's a fun family movie that has a revenge story in it. So yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine you know, somewhere. I I debated putting Casino Royale on there, and that's well. The thing is, 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 if you're gonna put Casino Royale on there, you got to put Quantum of Solace because that's 
the revenge continues into that one. Yeah, Quantum of Solace is actually more of a revenge movie, even though it's not quite as good. Not anywhere near right. as good. But around. the thing is, is, you put the two together and it basically makes one big long-ass movie, which is just good. Yeah, it, in my opinion, Casino Royale, um, there's, a, there's a big event that happens. And then it's like, that's when the revenge kicks in. It's like in the last, what, 20, 30 minutes of the movie? Yeah. So... That's why I'm like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so let me ask you this. On yeah. your list, you're, you're missing three key movies. Please. What, what? And it's all one series of movies. I think you can see right where I'm going with this. They speak Swedish. No, it's Swedish. Scotland? Swedish. Oh, you're talking on, about... Um, Dragon Tattoo. Those movies, it's Revenge. Let me think here. The first one, if, if, the first if you, one if I would you take, say no. If you take Elizabeth Salander. If right. you take Elizabeth Salander. Sorry, I said Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth Salander. <laughs> yeah. Her story is about revenge. Let me think. And I all have... three of those movies are actually the story of Elizabeth Salander. I'm not sure the first one constitutes revenge. I'm trying to... I think the second one and third one possibly do. How does it not constitute revenge when she's... When she's the one who's helping hunt down the guy who is doing these heinous things? She... Okay. She is and she isn't. It's like her... Let's see. Not to mention what she did to Bjorman. No, that... That's a... You know, that... That to me is one of the classic best examples of revenge ever. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue there. But as as a whole, the movie as a whole, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the first movie. If you're just going to take the first movie, you're right. Not not necessarily revenge, but when you combine all three, yeah, I guess that is revenge. Though all three of them together make one revenge story. All right, I think it's. I think the revenge comes and goes, and I think it's fairly subtle. It's probably it's probably. I mean, if I'm going to throw Casino Royale, I guess you got to throw those in. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Anything else I didn't put on my list? No. Nope. It's on your no, list. It's no, not on. No, no. My my list is pretty much identical. Um, not as big. Uh, I mean, my list is you know Braveheart, Gladiator, Taken, uh, Man on Fire. I, I love to kill bills. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big True Grit fan. Uh, you know that. Yeah. Let's let me go down this other guy's list, and then we'll of course debate what should be at the top and what shouldn't be on the list. This guy lists in order: uh, number one, Count of Monte Cristo; number two, Fist of Legend with Jet Li; uh, three, Crow; four, Desperado. I didn't have that in my list. Uh, number five, Kill Bill; six, Kill Bill; two, seven, Mask of Zorro. Zorro. Did I just say Zorro? <laughs> the Mask of Zorro. Man, um, what is with your pronunciation number, tonight? Number eight. I don't know. That's weird. Number eight, The Professional. Uh, nine, Tombstone. I didn't think of Tombstone. Number ten, Posse. Eleven, Young Guns. Twelve, Man on Fire. Thirteen, Gladiator. Fourteen, Hang Him High with Clint Eastwood. Fifteen, Payback. Sixteen, Carrie. The Stephen King. Seventeen, Death Wish. 18, Memento, 19, Swimming with Sharks with Kevin Spacey. Huh. I haven't seen that one. And number 20, Revenge of the Nerds, uh, 21, Princess Bride. So is that like his favorites from top to bottom? Yep. He's effed up. Well, okay, Comet, I Count Monte Cristo is a pretty it's classic. A good, it's a Revenge movie. I, even book. It, that goes down. It's got to be in the top ten, right? Okay, but yeah, but he's listed in his movies here. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. I can see top ten for right. Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, my argument is... What? Because I'm, I'm all about... When I, when I see a revenge movie, I like it when somebody's just ruthless with their revenge. Just... Ruthless. Well, it's because you're a cold hearted son of a bitch, right? <laughs> and your point being? <laughs> All right, I'm just stating the obvious. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't. You better hope I never want revenge on you. <laughs> fair. No, fair enough. We're friends, right, Josh? Yeah, you I'm see my arsenal. Your hand right now. <laughs> no. Uh, so to me, when it, when when I'm talking ruthless, 
I mean, that's when, in my mind, what comes into my mind is, number one, Man on Fire, uh, Braveheart. I mean, because he just goes on a rampage in, yeah. in Braveheart. Braveheart's funny uh, because it's it's more of a revenge movie where towards the end he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm kind of doing this for a country too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, Gladiator is a good one too. Yep. Um, and Taken. Yeah. To me, those are those almost in that exact order is how it, in my mind, how it should run. Okay, um, that's that's fair. I personally, I just, I think Taken's my number one. I think Taken is my number one. Um, then the reason the reason why I think Taken is your number one, and the reason why I can argue Taken with Man on Fire. Man and Fire is in my top five, but yeah, go ahead. The reason why, to me, those almost run neck and neck, completely side by side. Like, I have a hard time separating which one is more. And it's basically because both of them is, one in Taken is a father trying to protect his daughter. Yeah. And in Man on Fire, it's a bodyguard trying to protect the little girl that he was hired to protect. So it's, it's always about protecting the girl. I mean, and that's, that's why... Um, Gladiator's so good is because it's all about you know him trying to avenge his his wife and son's death. Yep. Yep. You know, and and that's why um, Braveheart's so good is because he's basically doing it because they killed his killed his wife that he secretly married. Yep. Yep. And that's that's what makes the revenge stories so so good in those. But when it comes to protecting, you know, that's why I think uh, Man on Fire. And Taken, like how you have Taken as your number one, is because you could actually, I mean, heaven forbid it ever happens, but if that was your daughter, you would probably go to the, all the same extremes. You mean you'd do anything. Right. To bring that SOB down, you know? Yep. And and I, and I in my top five as well, and I would lump these together because Kill Bill 1 and 2. I think that's that is just a classic revenge movie. The whole movie is just based on it. I think what how does it start? She she both she supposedly gets killed, but she doesn't die. And then she gets she, a bullet in the head though. Yeah, and then she yeah, she's pregnant and then her entire existence from there on is to avenge. I guess the wrong that was done to her and and uh, and her wedding day and her baby. So it's freaking, it's hilarious. I mean, it's debatably more of a comedy kind of spooky kind of thing. It's it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, so, you know, it's going to have a little Pulp Fiction-y feel in it and stuff, but some of the some of the fight scenes are just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I think in my top five would be Taken, Braveheart, Gladiator, Flip Floppy, Man on Fire, and then Kill Bill. That'd be my top five. Which and, Kill Bill? I want to lump them together because it's just part one, part two. Okay. And it's just the same movie. Just wouldn't you say? Yeah. I don't know if I, you know, Princess Bride. <laughs> I actually own this movie. Um, I don't know if I should have put that on my list. I know it's kind of a revenge. Well, no, it's not kind of. It is a revenge movie, right? Uh, I'm I don't even remember the story. The main guy, who's the doctor in Saw. <laughs> Because <laughs> before it was like when we watched Saw, I was like, "Hey, that's the guy in uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> that's the guy in Robin Hood Men in Tight." <laughs> yeah, can't remember what his name is. Carrie Elwells. Okay, is he out for revenge? I don't think he is. I think the re- revenge part of it is uh, Enrico Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Right? Isn't that the revenge part of the movie? Yeah. Let's Inconceivable. See. <laughs> there's a six finger man right there um young guns I, that would be my top 10 maybe top 20 i own that movie that's a good movie man that's one of my favorites of all time and i guess that's a pretty i think that's a revenge movie but it seems like it's more of a <laughs> more of a just he's going after whoever i don't think he had like a particular target in mind well maybe he did is that a revenge movie, Young Guns? Um, yeah, because it's it's all about them hunting down. Uh, uh, what's what's the dude's name? The, Jack Palance is the actor, but it's all about 
Billy the Kid and them trying to get back at the that guy because he killed um, Jack Palance's. They're trying to get back at Jack Palance's character because Jack Palance's character killed the guy that was running the farm. Yeah, that they were that they were you know the boys on that he was kind of taking under his wing. So that guy got killed in cold blood because you know he had a cattle farm and they didn't like the Jack Palance's character had another, had his own cattle farm and didn't think he should be there. So he killed him, and so that's them hunting down everybody who was involved with it. So yeah, that's a revenge flick. All right, fair enough. Uh, what did you think of Law Abiding Citizen? Because I had that in my list, and I've watched that movie. It's it's kind of a brutal. Uh, you, the thing with Law Abiding Citizen, yeah, it is a revenge flick, absolutely. Yeah, and the it thing is. with it is, you actually side with <laughs> you actually side with the with uh, what's his name? What's the character's name? He's the guy in Three Hundred. <laughs> yeah, remember the his actor's name, name is what I was going for. Gerard Butler. Yeah, I just found it too. Gerard Butler. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, with uh, you actually side with Gerard Butler's character so much, and then at the very end is where it all twists it, and you you can't be on his side anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's a great revenge flick, and and I was the first guy he grabs. <laughs> Because yeah, it has that kind of soft feel that he has. Yeah. He has the mirror above him, and he's like, he's you're going to watch me do everything to you. Open your eyes. He goes, if you don't open your eyes, I will cut your eyelids off. Yeah. Ah, that, well, that was awesome. Um, I will say that's, that, I, that... That's one of those ruthless things that I really, really like. But I will say, I didn't really care for the movie too much. I mean, I rented it. No, no, the story... Like, eh. Did you end yeah, up buying it? Kind Did of you funny. buy it? No, no. Okay. Yeah, we, ne- we Netflixed it and called it good. So, in my opinion, um, on my list, if I don't buy it, I didn't really care for it. Like, I wouldn't watch it again. But a lot of these revenge flicks, I've I've actually owned. Like, like I own. Let's see, I don't own Law Abiding Citizen. Uh, I don't believe I have Unforgiven, but I should. I don't own V for Vendetta. I mean, that was a good movie, but I don't think I'd own it. I do own Inglorious Bastards, and I wanted to ask you about that, Inglorious Bastards, because, that, again, that's another Quentin Tarantino movie, and I really dug it. I, I really like that. That's kind of a spoof movie uh, about, let's see, a bunch of guys during World War II who decide to go after the Nazi regime. And just start brutally killing <laughs> anybody involved with the Nazis. You've and seen it is very, very brutal. Yes. Did you like that movie? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, just uh, I don't know if I dare just jump right to the end where it's so awesome where the <laughs> where he, they carved the swastika in the German guy's head because the German guy thought he they were going to set him free and yeah helping him and everything and he carves it in his head and he goes I believe that's the best one I've done yet <laughs> I mean come on man how awesome was that it was it I I own that on blu-ray I I really like that movie I mean I I'm a I'm a pretty big Tarantino fan because I really dig uh Kill Bill and Glorious Bastards I mean I like Pulp Fiction. It's just not a movie that I would buy. I, I guess I probably should. I like. Will you be a Tarantino fan when he comes out with a special edition and then puts it in 3D later? Yeah. No, he's not. He's not my George Lucas. No. Okay. <laughs> I was just checking how how much you really like the guy. Right. Right. Yeah, and then the professional. I I talked to Josh about this. I keep telling him every once in a while he needs to watch this movie because this was Natalie Portman before she was Queen Amidala. Yeah, too young, man. You just get yourself in trouble. So. But uh, oh, what's what's the guy's name that plays Leon in that movie? He's he's been in quite a few movies, but The Professional it's it's classic. It's I think it's an '80s movie, but it's it I've, I've probably seen it half a baker's dozen times, <laughs> half a dozen times. Um, and I really like the movie. I really, really like it. I don't own it, but eventually I will. I think that's on my list that I need. It's it's a 94 movie, dude, just so you know. Is it really 94? Yeah, that's what it says. 
fair enough. Uh, let's see. That should I, yeah, I own Young Guns. Um, Payback with Mel Gibson. It was okay. I, it is a revenge movie. But I don't think it was like you know buyable. I don't think I would buy that movie. I don't own it, so. Um, Memento. And Josh, you were saying you haven't seen this. This was uh, Christopher Nolan, the guy that did uh, Batman and Dark Knight. This was his uh, second movie. And it's about a guy who loses his memory, his short-term memory, and all he can do is like leave himself notes to try to piece together um, what he's supposed to do next. And, and all of his notes basically say you got to kill this guy who did this to you. And so he's, it's like he wakes up and he's like, Oh, what do I need to do? And then he pieces it together and he's like, okay, so I gotta, I gotta go find this guy or I gotta follow this, this car and stuff like that. And he's trying to piece it together, trying to piece the whole story together to figure out what is it? What is, what is he telling, trying to tell himself? Really good story. It's really, really good story. It's, it's actually available on Netflix streaming right now. So if you guys haven't seen that, I would recommend that movie. It's a good one. Good one. That's it. That's all I've got. Anything else from you? You mean we're done? Yeah. Where I'm. Eh. I mean, unless unless there's something else. I mean, kind of like a half-assed podcast to me. <laughs> <laughs> like every other podcast we do. Yeah, it's because I only showed up for the for the second half of it. So. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> In the second half, I, I don't. I'm trying to remember if I even introduced you or you came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, you know, it'd be fun is if uh, you guys would maybe contact us and let us know what what revenge movies did we miss? Where would you guys rank some of yours? And is Tom full of crap about his Kindle Fire? <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you guys? Are you, any of you guys tablet fans? you guys have a Kindle Fire? I mean, I know the Kindle Fire is uh, very, very popular. Um, and there's a lot of people buying them. Yeah, but it kind of got meh reviews. No. I mean, not not from you, but I think from the general group of people that have it. Yeah, I guess it I guess it. I guess it kind of middle ballpark. So. I guess it depends, though, because most of the reviews I've I've read, like even if you go to Amazon, it actually has four out of five stars right now, and it's pushing two thousand reviews. Okay, so it, it's they way have sold over six million units so far, though. By the yeah. way, so if they're only making a buck or two off each one, that's at least six to twelve million dollars they've made. Yeah, and not to mention that uh, they're still charging fifteen dollars per ebook. What the freaking right. hell is up with that? I don't mind you charging. We should put that in a WTF segment just for Tom. <laughs> I just don't. I don't get that. You, this is what I think they should do. I think you, they should offer. You can buy the hardback copy of a book, and then they should throw the ebook in. Because if, for me, it's I like, actually think I actually think that day is coming. Kind of like how you buy a DVD and they give you a digital copy. I think right. that day is coming with books. Because I I, I love print, and I. I buy all my Preston Child books and all the books that I want. I like them in print. I think if um, you want to save the printing industry, I think that's a good way to start. Well, it's not even just about that. I think it's it's just a smart idea because you don't have to charge it. Um, if your drink spills on it, you just have to dry it instead of replace your whole unit. If, books, if, are, books are the way to if go. If the power goes out, you but, can still flip a page with your finger. Yeah, exactly. But I will say that it is kind of nice to have the ebook and stuff like that because it saves your page whenever you close it down. So that's kind of nice. But the so print holding corner. Yeah, you're right. Print is the way to go, and and I'm hoping and got my fingers crossed that eventually they'll say, yeah, we're going to start selling uh, a copy of the ebook with every print book you buy. That to me makes a lot of sense. I would spend $20 for a hardback book if I could get it, the ebook as well. That'd be nice. Yeah. Alright. So yeah, uh, I give thumbs up on the Kindle Fire. But remember the cons, man. No SD card slot, no cameras, no microphone, um, and only Wi-Fi. There's no 3G. Um, they don't sound like a lot of cons, but they do carry a lot of weight. 
But other than that, two hundred dollars, how can you beat that? It's freaking nice. And I'm I'm actually I'm really really enjoying it. So and then we talked about the best revenge movies. In my top five, I had Taken, Braveheart, Gladiator, Man on Fire, and The Kill Bills. And Josh, you had pretty much the same, right? I don't know. Is there something? Yeah, mine was yeah, mine was Man on Fire, Taken, Braveheart, Gladiator. For my top so, four. Pretty much the same. True Grit should be up in the top ten somewhere too. So yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so yeah, email us Tom or Josh at mydiversion.com and give us some feedback and give us your own gripes and complaints. Or I mean, send your complaints to Josh at mydiversion.com. Yeah, because they uh, can just go right in my spam folder. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, that's that pretty much wraps up this episode. Again, thank you to Jonathan Pope for the music. And that's it. Out. See ya. You have been listening to the My Diversion podcast. Find us on the web at mydiversion.com. The music for this episode was provided by Jonathan Pope. We now return to you to your regular scheduled podcast.